1: It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day, local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nod of the Scribe. And if you do so, you can tweet us a question that we will feature in in our mailbag episode every single Wednesday. And we have some in the vault, but we would like you to continue to send those in because they're smart questions. They're fun questions. Love the PJ Brown rabbit hole that we got into after one of the questions last week. So I want to have more of those types of rabbit holes, and they're all because of you. So at Lockdown Hornets, at Walker Mail, at Not of the Scribe, send in those mailbag questions. Have a game to go over today after they played the Utah Jazz, and it was a fun game through the first three quarters And then it very, very quickly turned into not so much of a fun game in the fourth quarter. Uh, 26 to two run for Utah, Nada, after you were feeling decent about the Charlotte Hornets. Like, hey, maybe they have a chance to go into their home arena and steal a win to start off the road trip. There was at least that shot for a while. And boy, I mean, Utah said, no, thank you hitting 28 threes out of the 55 that they took overall in this game in the fourth quarter. That's when they really started to come down. They scored 41 points in the final quarter of action after scoring 35 in the first quarter. Not a I'm surprised, honestly, that the Hornets were able to keep up with them so much. So in the first three quarters, offensively in the first half, they looked really good and they were even forcing a lot of turnovers. It didn't happen in the fourth. And that's how you were able to go to, I mean, a 26 to two run. Is it, just it's,
0: a, it's a little bit nuts but at the same time a lot of this game was about the Utah Jazz and the Utah Jazz played for 3 quarters a D plus game and then you know what they decided to do they decided to kick that up to an A and once they went to their A game unfortunately and this is something that I mentioned on the podcast yesterday what the Jazz do are things that the Hornets are really bad at defending they rebound they defend they hit three pointers especially when you leave them wide open and for a little bit it looked like just that the fact that the jazz didn't play since friday and really looked like it and looked rusty looked heavy legged and unfortunately right after that like that fourth quarter it, it they just turned into a buzzsaw those kind of games happen to you and it's also a reminder like and this is where i appreciate a game like this The this is year two of a rebuild. You're not supposed to be beating like all the world beaters. It shows you that while you're still good, you're still on a good path that you are going to come up against these teams that are just going to have their a game and you do not have an answer yet. So for right now, like this was it. This was an embarrassing. This is a humbling loss. But at at the same time, (laughs) like. I am one of those that thinks that there's a lot more that's a lot more good to become to be coming from it outside of one thing outside of one thing. There's a lot more good than bad that comes out of this.
1: Well, here's the thing about the Charlotte Hornets. You have an opportunity to set a franchise record for made threes when you play the Hornets because that's what their defense is designed to do there's no size on the team. It's Cody Zeller and you can't play biz all that much. And so he's not even in the game constantly. It means that they have to try to protect the pain as much as they possibly can because of the higher field goal percentage you might get due to the lack of size. And it's not like Cody Zeller is a great post defender anyway. So they make you shoot James Borrego's scheme. It it gives up a lot of threes. And when Borrego talks about this against Memphis, against Utah the first time, he discusses that we need to take away the open threes, but he acknowledges this is our scheme. This is what we do. They're going to get threes on us. And it happened again. And so my question to you, Nada, is when you have 55 three-pointers taken, you had 29 taken in the first half. You had, I believe, 19 in the first quarter, if I'm not mistaken. They were on pace to close to, for close to 80 three-pointers taken in that game. They were on pace to break the record if they would have just duplicated their first quarter output and for the rest of the three quarters that were left. The, the Rockets have the record at 70 attempted games. I looked it up. I was like, you know what? I, I know the way that this Hornets team plays. And, and I know that the Utah Jazz are among the best, if not the best three-point shooting team in the entire NBA. Conley was getting open looks from the corner. You had Jordan Clarkson firing him up a, a ton in the first half, too. George Niang having a career night. Uh, well, and, and Niang went nuts just because he didn't play all that many minutes too. Looking up, trying to find, yeah, he played 16 minutes, so not, not even 16 minutes, and he went seven of seven from distance, perfect from distance, and had 21 points in the 16 minutes that he played. And I, I looked it up. I was like, oh, there's a, there's a shot. And eventually, you fall 15 short. Still, an unbelievable amount of threes that were taken and hit, setting a franchise record for the second time this year against the Hornets. a Does there need to be an adjustment from James Borrego or, and would you even call it an overreaction? Like if it happens again, if it, if multiple franchises are doing this and the Utah jazz do it to you twice in a season, is there something that needs to be done on that? Here's my answer to that. I think the fact
0: that they've stuck with this and there's been no new wrinkle. Kind of tells you that this—it's—it's it's an indictment on the lack of man-on-man defenders and guys that he feels like can defend man-on-man. Like the reason that this defense is the way it is is because none of them are really that good as an on-ball defender, and you can't put the really good on-ball defenders in because they're not good enough offensively and they hold you back. The one thing that we have consistently seen from James Borrego over the years is that he's always going to lean to having more offense than more defense. And the fact that this team cannot defend, and I'm I'm not even going to say they will not, they cannot defend, tells you that this is a roster problem, kind of. Like, how many guys do you trust to guard their man right now? Maybe the Martin Twins? Maybe... Jalen McDaniels in the right situation? Like, that's the thing. You can If you can say three guys, I, I absolutely trust the guard, their man. Yo, you're going to have to go to zone. Like, you don't have a choice. And at this point, with the way that they're going, like, I don't think you can change much unless you're going to tell me they're going to go to man. And at some point, that's going to affect the offensive production as well. So... I think that, like, Borrego's kind of stuck, and he's been trying to tell you, like, guys, look, this is our roster. We're kind of stuck with this.
1: All right, let's talk about RockAuto.com. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then save and use on other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years, and they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and they even have new carpet. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you an amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com we'll talk about some of the individual performances coming up next on the lockdown hornets podcast this is locked on hornets I said, oh oh hell yeah just giving that confirmation of how awesome this is going to be. you tweeted at me you're gonna be singing the chorus to Billy Jean if you ain't careful <laughs> and again I point to the lie yes I you're well yeah, you're right. this goes back to our first conversation there's a lot it of babies does. being had exactly. out there. goodness gracious yeah, unexpected exactly. ones, point ones to that the were- lie <laughs> it's time for more of the locked on Hornets podcast. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today and a daily pod breaking down the biggest stories. So again, check out Locked On Today and tell your smart device to listen to Locked On Today, a part of the Locked On podcast network. So let's look at some of the individual performances from last night. It's been a couple of games in a row, Nada, where I think offensively, P.J. Washington is starting to come around a little bit more. And that's a positive sign because it had not been great for PJ. It's been a little bit of a roller coaster year for him at the beginning of the season. Borrego called out his conditioning. He didn't play well in the preseason, didn't really play well at the beginning of the season. Got off to that streak where he was actually doing a, a pretty good job from um, shooting from the field. Three point percentage maybe dipped a little bit, but we all know there was a stretch from PJ where he was playing well. And then he started to play not only bad, but real bad. You look at the The beginning of February, uh, he goes three of 12 against Miami, one of seven against Washington, one of four against Houston, two of seven against Memphis, and not more than three field goals made. Uh, You can even go back to that Milwaukee game on January 30th, and he was only two of three. So it was really bad for him shooting the basketball last couple of games against Golden State. He was six of eight, three of five from three. He was five of nine in this one against Utah, three of five from three. Love seeing that three ball drop Uh, turnovers galore for him last night. Did not look comfortable with the basketball. That's still a problem. The good news is he was actually able to counteract that with a couple of different categories. Four steals, big part of forcing the turnovers and also had four assists as well to go with his five turnovers. So still needed to take care of the basketball better than what he did. But I do think you're starting to see PJ Washington finally start to get back in a rhythm offensively maybe it's him getting further away from that injury but i am pleased with what i've seen from him on that end of the court the last two
0: look games. at this point like i am very very pleased like we saw the best game that we've seen from pj probably at least in a month not longer like i am here for the turnover forcing pj washington i am here for a lot more of Doing what he does, he does still doesn't shoot enough threes from my taste because he left a couple on the uh, he left a couple on the on the on the table. But for what he did playing the small ball center and he played Derek Favors pretty well, he kept Derek Favors off the boards.
1: So he's not bad post defensively this year, man. Like, and and how about and and speaking with PJ and I've talked about this a lot, it's what allows you to get away with some of the smaller guys defensively when miles comes in, how about that? Just ferocious block that he had down low, or he comes in and swats it out. I mean, that was awesome to see. And PJ's had moments like that too, where he's done a good job protecting the rim. I mean, those guys can help you get away with some of the lack of size that you have on your roster. And, And again, you mentioned PJ playing well down there. And uh, we, we, I just mentioned, you know, Miles having a couple of those moments. In fact, I think that was the sequence where he had a block down low and then Miles comes back on the other end of the floor. Lamelo hits him with his patent over the left, over his head <laughs> and over the left shoulder pass as he dribbles towards the basket. Miles was wide open. And he hits a three. I mean, excellent little sequence there. For yeah, him. it
0: was an excellent little sequence. And, you know, the best part about all of this was just like you saw growth for three quarters, even despite the fact that the Jazz were not playing well at all. You saw legitimate growth and the team, a team literally punching up. And I, it, there were things that we hadn't seen before. And more, more most importantly, it got the bad taste of 90 percent of that Golden State game out of your mouth watching that. Unfortunately, there was the fourth quarter. And unfortunately, then we got to talk about Gordon Hayward, don't we?
1: Yeah, uh, we don't know exactly how long he's going to be out, but he left in the fourth quarter with an injury. Now, LaMelo Ball was asked about Gordon Hayward last night and post-game availability, and he said, look, I I didn't know one of the media members. In fact, Richard Walker asked LaMelo Ball about this, saying, hey, maybe if Gordon Hayward is out for a month, you know, what does that do to your basketball team? You know, maybe even putting a lot more of the playmaking in your hands once again. And he said, oh, really? I didn't know that. I guess talking about the timeline. And he said, I just talked to, He said, I talked to G in the locker room and he seems to, uh, he seemed okay. He said he was feeling okay. I look, I don't know what to make of all of that. I think that's, it can only be, I guess it's a positive sign that Gordon Hayward said that to LaMelo, um, you know, who knows exactly what we're going to see, but yeah, let's talk about Gordon Hayward being out nada, because it's a big deal. We're already discussing a team that doesn't have the most talent in the world, you are talking about the most likely all-star on this roster. I mean, Gordon Hayward is the guy you talk about on this team who can make an all-star team. And if he's not playing for you, then you're discussing a little bit of a drop-off when you talk about the playoffs. We just had a a serious conversation yesterday. Mm -hmm. Depending on how they navigate this West Coast trip, and even if they can bounce back from it, because any team could suffer in this kind of West Coast trip, you know, where, do, where do the Hornets rank compared to all the other teams as far as a playoff spot goes? And if Gordon Hayward's out, how are you eating those minutes up? I mean, you're, you're getting Miles Bridges' time. You're getting maybe Malik Monk more time as well. But when you lose an all-star, it's going to hurt you, especially when you don't have a ton of margin for error. And so I think that really does hurt your playoff chances if you talk about Gordon being out for significant time.
0: Uh, agreed. I, I absolutely agree with you on that. The The thing that really scares me the most is if Gordon Hayward's gone for a month, This changes how we look at the season. This changes what we should expect from the season. This should change how the front office looks at the trade deadline. Because you're probably going from being buyers to being sellers if Gordon Hayward is gone for a month, month plus. And the thing is, like, I have a hard time not being panicked if he's only gone till after the All-Star break. Because at this point, like, What's the t- without Gordon Hayward? What's the game on this road trip that you feel comfortable with them winning? Maybe Minnesota. And I stress maybe without Gordon Hayward, because we also have to think about the domino effects of, are they going to rush Devonte Graham back just to have an additional playmaker because they're running out of guys in that backcourt, which, something, which is something I didn't think we'd say at all this year because of the amount of people back there. But, what are they going to do in terms of the trade deadline? Like it changes everything if he's gone for well, any significant amount of time.
1: Well, and we've seen Borrego with Gordon Hayward out go to a Martin twin in that lineup instead uh, he went to Cody who started when Gordon Hayward was out earlier but that was before Malik Monk was truly a part of the rotation remember we thought Malik was going to be a guy that entered uh, the rotation a lot more when Gordon was out and he didn't go to him so and it wasn't until really the last month or so that Malik has finally started to play basketball and by the way Malik played well last night how about 7 of 12 from the field hit 4 of his 8 3 point attempts and had some bad shot selections at the mm-hmm. end I think trying to do too much um but he had it going for him last night. He had the he had the jump shot going for him and he scored 20 points in this one continuing what has been a very very good three-point shooting season for himself which is just fantastic to see. And so I don't know if you go back to the Martin twin. I think it's I don't think you go Miles um, in the starting lineup, right? Like, I don't think you go ball Rozier miles at three PJ Washington four, and then Cody Zeller at five. I think you are, do you go more of that small ball lineup again with just Rozier Malik and ball, and then PJ and Zeller at the four or five, and you continue to bring miles in off of the bench. Um, I think that's what I would do he, if I was James Borrego and you were without Gordon Hayward for a while, along with no Devonte Graham.
0: I'm going to blow your mind with something. I think (laughs) I love
1: that. Oh, man. I got excited when you told me that, Nada. Why not Jalen McDaniel? Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, I just think, you know me, I love Jalen McDaniels, but Malik's a better player. I'm just going with the better player. But look, I do love me some Jalen, and I'm glad that he's getting in the rotation. I thought this last night watching um, the Charlotte Hornets, this is exactly what I want to see from them player-wise, yeah. right? Like wh- how I'm seeing the minutes divvied up, I-, I am at complete peace with the decision-making of one Borrego as far as how m- how many minutes each guy is getting. Mm-hmm. You know, PJ's getting over 30. Rozier's getting over 30. LaMelo got close to 40 last night because of the way that he played. McDaniels got over 20 minutes of play. Miles Bridges flirted with 30 minutes last night. Malik got 24 and biz only got 14, which is, you know, fine, especially when, and, when it's and, go
0: bear like that.
1: Right. And, and, and you allow a Martin twin to get in maybe just a little bit it, for the most part, you know, I mean, without nitpicking, you, you can always nitpick to seconds and just a couple of minutes here and there but I am at complete peace with what James Borrego is doing um, as far as giving these guys minutes and, and with McDaniels, he's actually getting some run. It wasn't a great game for him. Only four points, one of five from the field, but that guy has the movement to be a problem on both ends of the court. I, I think James Borrego talked about it where he doesn't feel like they're at a disadvantage when McDaniels is out there on the court, uh, versatility wise on either end, you know, defensively McDaniels is a problem and offensively he can put it on the deck a little bit, Mm -hmm. but can shoot, uh, has been doing a lot better job driving this year. I've noticed from McDaniels. So to your point, I love that he's getting minutes. I would just rather go with the, with Malik and and some of those smaller guys. So, um, we'll we'll see. It'll be interesting. Hopefully Gordon Hayward can, uh, come out of this, um, in a uh, healthy way, sooner rather than later. Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. One more segment to go on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets.
0: I do not like the mb2 nickname that oh it's
1: bad lamello come on man I mean look I I love everything else about you but the mb times two how in the world do you not like airbnb but you like mb times two I that's that's bad we can't allow him to create and that's the that's the the reason the rule exists you can't give yourself your nickname you can't do that exactly this is as bad as Kevin Durant wanted to call himself the servant it's time for more of the locked on hornets podcast February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. Right now, you can hear Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to Locked On Presents podcast feed on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. So as we often do, we discuss some of the players that are out there to be had on the open Market and discuss whether they make sense for the Hornets. If it's a big man, we especially have this conversation because of the lack of size on the roster that we keep harping on. Nada the uh, the Houston Rockets are on the verge of releasing center Demarcus Cousins. And Mm -hmm. it seems like this is going to happen sometime today. This is after a mutual decision was made between the team and DeMarcus. Now his contract was actually guaranteed, I believe just a couple of days ago. So it seems like the Rockets are just kind of doing him a solid, um, which is kind of cool to be honest with you. So yeah. So the veteran minimum salary 2.3, it was guaranteed uh, actually last week. So yeah, as a token of gratitude, cool by the Rockets, right? Like it's not necessarily a, a franchise that you think of doing things like this when Tillman Fertitta is at the helm. But Exactly.
0: Tillman Fertitta willing to shut out a couple million dollars. That is kind of interesting considering everything that we know about him. Right
1: yeah, that, that makes me happy. And you know what? It makes me happy that it's DeMarcus. I feel like you talk about even if I didn't think DeMarcus Cousins was the root of all the problems in Sacramento, I think it was the actual organization, there still was a bad reputation surrounding his character there. And Kevin Ardovitz had an incredible piece on on whose fault was it, right? He, he went through mm-hmm. this huge, uh, he went with this uh, really long-form piece on Sacramento and, and its incompetence and DeMarcus and his fiery attitude. I feel like there's been somewhat of a character reputation change for DeMarcus, right? Like, I feel like he's yeah. kind of been that guy over the last few years that you know, people on the roster, wherever he is, whether it be golden state or Houston that they kind of look up to. And that was really cool. Uh, I, I think that's been one of the cooler things about his career, even with that basically career ending injury that he suffered. It's unfortunate because the guy was an absolute hoss either way, not a, um, I don't think he makes much sense for the Hornets you know, as much as I would love to have a guy like that. Um, you know, he'd be fun, right? Like I, 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 that would be, he'd be fun as far as, you know, just getting to talk to him from a media standpoint, but they need somebody that can run rim to rim. That isn't going to be a turnstile defensively. And that's just not DeMarcus anymore. Um, or, or that, that yeah. DeMarcus, yeah. DeMarcus just can't play defense enough. And offensively, he doesn't bring you near enough anymore. I, I don't think it's really worth all that much for me. What, what about you, Nada? To be quite honest,
0: like you're, I, I appreciate you being kind uh, to Demarcus Cousins because there's a lot of stuff that, like, I again, I love Boogie Cousins. The thing that I just can't get out of my head is that it seems like in the last couple of matchups, at least with the Hornets, Cody Zeller would just run right by him, yeah, like easily, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like any sort of effort or he'd have to sidestep. No, he just run right by him, and I don't think this – like, if you're going to do that, if you're going to bring in a Boogie Cousins, then you might as well say, you know what? We do not care what Vernon Carey does this year because, you know what? He's not playing. I would much rather see what Vernon Carey has in, the, in Greensboro in the G League after he comes back from his stint. Because at this point, like, he, the kid's putting up 20 and 10 in the G League. Let's go see him instead i would much rather do that. Like, if the idea is that you're going to be building through the youth, then build through the youth and do it at, do it like that. Because uh, unless unless you're telling me Boogie Cousin somehow got one a new ACL and two a new Achilles, then like I'm, I, I think it's just the it's the league has turned the
1: page on. Cousins. Yeah, this year's not been kind to him. His numbers are bad. And, and and you see when Christian Wood went down, he's been playing. DeMarcus Cousins has been the guy um, down low for them since Christian Wood went down with the sprained right ankle injury. And he's been averaging in that time over 12 points per game and nine rebounds during that stretch. And then he sat out on Monday's loss to the Chicago Bulls because of a heel injury. But his numbers overall in the season, Nada, it's 9.6 mm-hmm. points per game, 7.6 rebounds per game but shooting 37.6% from the floor. I mean, that is, it's an awful, awful percentage for somebody that plays the role that he does. And I know that he'll shoot some threes too, but just an awful percentage. And if you're giving me that offensively and you're even worse defensively, man, it's going to be tough for him to try to find a home anywhere out here in the NBA.
0: Yeah, it is. And honestly, like at this point, uh, like, he's got, uh, at this point, I do kind of hope that he goes and does the Jar- Jack thing. Like, he goes, joins the G League Ignite team, espouses some wisdom, teaches kids how not to be this, that, and the third, makes a couple million dollars, It makes it like f- 500000 to a million dollars doing that, and at some point becomes a part of the league. Because I think a guy with that kind of experience, that kind of knowledge, and that kind of, like, Hove did that, so hopefully you don't have to go through that type thing. Uh-huh. Like that kind of experience matters, especially when you're trying to build up your G League Ignite team. So if you're gonna if they're gonna do that, then yo, like that's my hope for
1: Boogie. But in the NBA I just, I just don't see it anymore. Yeah. I really don't. All right. That wraps up this edition of Locked on Hornets. Remember, tomorrow is the mailbag episode, and we want you to tweet in your questions at Walker Mail, at Nod of the Scribe, at Locked on Hornets, and you can ask us anything. It doesn't have to be about the Charlotte Hornets. You just want to ask about whatever comes up in your mind. It does not matter. You can ask us anything, and we will address it in the mailbag episode that we have every single Wednesday. Also, thanks again to rockauto.com for supporting the show. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NBA or any show on the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great day and we'll be back with you tomorrow.